from world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more. Wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. Support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through friendly people at churchescare.com. At churchescare.com, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Churchescare.com helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S-Care.com. We look forward to serving you. From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more, wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. You may not know it, but support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through the friendly people at Church's Care. At Church's Care, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Church's Care helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's churchescare.com. C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S care.com. We look forward to serving you. All hit radio. Welcome to the X Zone. A place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you worldwide from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide, toll-free, 800-610-7035. Email X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com. On all social media sites, TV and our main website, xzoneradiotv.com. X-Zone Nation, my guest this hour is Larry Pratt. He is the executive director of Gun Owners of America. Their website is www.gunowners.org. And uh, Larry, welcome to the X-Zone. First of all, uh, what is going on in your opinion in this world today? Well, we've got elections that are uh, ramping up uh, for the United States Congress. Many state uh, races are also going to be conducted come to an end on the uh, first Tuesday of November, mm-hmm. and uh, otherwise we're uh, uh, working to try to block some of the things that the Obama administration has been doing that are uh, quite illegal and unconstitutional, but that hasn't stopped a man who said he's going to, if Congress doesn't go along, he's just going to use his pen and his phone to get things done. 
how can he didn't do realize it? But the last election apparently was an election for dictator. Yeah, uh, how can he do that? And why hasn't anybody tried to stop him? That is the big question, and uh, unhappily, it's a lack of resolve in the one place where the founders clearly placed authority to deal with just this kind of situation. The House of Representatives has not seen fit to tell the president, uh, we're not going to fund this, we're not going to fund that. Uh, and if they were to do that, that would put that particular program into a, a stall. But they're, they're afraid to do it. They're afraid of a confrontation with the president. And so as a result, they just sit on their hands and watch him do whatever he bloody well pleases. Yeah. Larry, it seems to me that not only here in Canada, but in the United States as well, we've become way too politically correct. Oh, my. I think that's, uh, that's some of it indeed. Uh, we're just not willing to yeah. call him out, uh, or at least not enough of the, our mm -hmm. political class are willing to call him out and say, Mr. President, you don't have the authority to do X, Y, or Z, yeah. and uh, we're going to spank you if you continue to do that. We'll cut your money off. Now, admittedly, uh, the same problem applies even in a, a bigger way regarding impeachment, but I'll accept the point that it's not really very productive to try to do that now when there's a Democrat Senate. But after the election next year, there very well may be a Republican Senate, then they won't have any excuse. You know, when you look over the uh, the tenure of the president so far, he hasn't been doing, in my opinion, a very good job. Well, only f uh, would that be uh, a correct opinion if you assumed that he were trying to do what uh, the Constitution oh. and the laws of the land would require him to do. But if you accept what he said five days before the election mm -hmm. in 2008, uh, that we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Well, uh, I would say he's well on his way to fundamentally transforming us. And one of the major uh, elements of the transformation is the uh, uh, open border that he's uh, set up, if you will, yeah. uh, with Mexico. And that is with the complicity of the Mexican and Guatemalan government, whose presidents actually signed an agreement waiving their very strict immigration laws as long as the illegal were in transit to the northern border of Mexico. And then it's okay, and it's a green light all the way. Now, what is going to happen, and what really concerns gun owners, as well as a lot of other Americans, that these illegals are going to be granted some kind of amnesty. Yeah. Again, he doesn't have the authority to do that, but I can see him doing it. And once they have amnesty, they can become citizens, they can get the right to vote, and then it's Katie bar the door. If, if the president does grant amnesty to all the illegal immigrants in the United States, is it not possible that it could be blocked by Congress or the next person who takes the weight off says, hey, listen, what President Obama did was wrong. We can't do that. I'm repealing it. Yes, uh, it could be done, and hopefully it will be done. Mm -hmm. But then we have to figure out what are we going to do with those oh, who are already here. And I think there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, terrible stories in our media yeah. telling us about poor children mm -hmm. that are being sent back home. 
Well, you know, some of these poor children are 18-year-old gangbangers with little teardrops on their cheeks, which represent each person they've already murdered. Larry, stand by. You and I have to take our first commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exxon Nation. Larry Pratt is our special guest. He is the executive director of Gun Owners of America, www.gunowners.org.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Larry Pratt is our guest, www.gunowners.org. Larry is the executive director of Gun Owners of America. Uh, Larry, uh, with what's going on in the States, uh, we have this uh, case of Michael Brown, who was shot and killed by a, by a police officer. The media is, is jumping in, as well as the president, uh, saying, you know, this is just another Trayvon Martin case. Well, I don't know that I know enough about the yeah. case to make any kind of judgment at all. It obviously raises uh, a lot of questions mm -hmm. uh, that need answers uh, because uh, the police are not supposed to be uh, shooting uh, unarmed people. Of course not. There could have been some explanation, but it better be a good one yeah. because otherwise uh, heads should roll. I agree with you. Is it time, in your opinion, for every American to buy a gun? Well, uh, we would certainly recommend that. Uh, it is a voluntary issue, mm -hmm. uh, but we, uh, you know, we find it, actually we do something uh, a lot less uh, involving one's immediate protection uh, in terms of automobile insurance, which we require motorists to have or mm -hmm. pay an uninsured motorist fee into a fund operated by each state. So we're, we're not even suggesting that. We're just saying that the people have the right to keep and bear arms. Now, in, in colonial America and in the early days of the there were laws that required men of militia age mm -hmm. to own uh, militia firearms, and blunderbusses at first and then eventually rifles, and um, they were expected to bring that armament with them to muster. And that was uh, last in our law, uh, the Militia Act of 1792, and uh, that stayed on the books for a long time. Wow. So why, do you, why is there this, this rift that, that, that I'm seeing between those who, who want to, to basically crush the right to bear arms? Well, I think there are uh, people among that number who mm -hmm. genuinely have a kind of an atavistic view that uh, the firearms themselves cause uh, bad things If somebody has a gun, they be able to resist the temptation to use it in a, a moment of anger or whatever. Well, actually, that just doesn't seem to bear out. Uh, that objection uh, really falls in front of the facts of, say, those states where there are uh, no restrictions uh, on carrying a concealed firearm. Uh, there are five states in our country where you can do that. And actually, if you count the unincorporated areas of Montana, which is most of it, uh, mm -hmm. there are six states where you need no permit, no permission from the government whatsoever in order to carry a concealed firearm. Uh, th those states uh, are Arkansas, Montana, uh, Alaska, Arizona, Wyoming, and Vermont. 
And those are not known as hot spots for our war on drugs or any other kind of violent crime. Uh, those are uh, rather peaceful states. The places in our country that have had the worst experience with violent crime tend to be the places that have been most hostile to individuals owning, keeping, and bearing arms. Uh, places like the big cities of our country, which even to this day have tended to be uh, pretty hard to get through their bureaucratic maze in order to get a permit, remain the places where uh, violent crime is the highest. An interesting experiment was conducted, not as an experiment, but a law was passed in Pennsylvania uh, which uh, set up a permit system for concealed carry, mm -hmm. but it exempted Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Well, uh, the rest of the state actually experienced a slight dip in its, crime, its violent crime rate, and eventually uh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh were forced to yield and uh, agree to have the whole state become uniform, and wouldn't you know, their violent crime and murder rates went down after that do you, what part, in, in your opinion, does the media play in this discussion between the right to bear arms and the right not to bear arms? Well, happily, I think their role is declining. It's not enough for comfort. Mm -hmm. But people are uh, increasingly able to get alternate source information. The Internet has, I think, helped enormously in that. Um, and so people uh, are able to see what some of these data will show them uh, now that the data actually can get in front of their faces. And uh, that, I think, has helped. Also, the tenacity of the Second Amendment uh, advocates in this country uh, should be given a lot of credit because we started a quarter of a century ago with hardly any states with uh, concealed carry permits uh, on their books. Uh, Vermont, since the 30s, after a Supreme Court case in that state, uh, hadn't had any requirement for a permit at all. And so for all that time, Vermont uh, has remained a rather bucolic and peaceful uh, state. And uh, other states that have uh, uh, gone in the direction of making it easier for concealed carry or no permit at all, now a total of almost six states, um, we find uh, that the experience has actually been very positive, and people are realizing that. And so the concealed carry movement has been getting, I think, some increasing wind in their back mm -hmm. as uh, the, the critics continue to say, uh, well, this could happen. And the advocates are able to point to, well, this did happen. And it was much different from what you said it would be. So you've been wrong all these times. How are we to think that you're not wrong now? And I think that's an increasingly persuasive argument. You know, there are those who say that the Second Amendment uh, that was put in into law by the by the fathers going back way back when was not intended to be carried out throughout the years. That you know, the Second Amendment was like you were like you were said earlier uh, for that time in your country's history where the militia, you know, they, they, they wanted you to carry your gun to your buster stations. Now, my question, to, you know, you look at that and you say, all right, I can see that, you know, you just have finished the war with Britain. It was pretty raw, pretty rare, pretty, pretty rough and tough. But here we are in the, in the year 2014, and uh, you look back and you say, all right, there's a big difference between a flintlock 
and an automatic weapon that uh, uses armor-piercing uh, ammunition. Do you think that this is what the what the signatories to the you know to your laws way back when wanted was the right to bear, carry arms at all times? Oh, they definitely were of that opinion. Yeah. Um, you can see in their writings that they uh, cherished that, and that was one of the principal reasons for our war for independence. Uh, Britain was, at that time, uh, in the course of actually shutting off importation of ammunition into the country, a ball and powder, to be precise. Right. And so, uh, among other things, we developed our own armaments industry, and uh, went on from there. But I think the technological argument, it, it doesn't hold, because the same people that are making the argument that uh, time has passed the Second Amendment by, technology has, has outstripped its utility or uh, whatever, uh, then are they prepared to make that same argument in terms of television, radio, uh, web presses? Uh, the technology of today is... Uh, incredibly mm -hmm. superior and different from and unimaginable to those at the time that the First Amendment uh, was put on the books. But what's the sense of having law enforcement agencies, having Homeland Security, having the National Guard, having the Army, Air Force, Navy, uh, and Coast Guard, if everybody's going to carry a gun? Well, uh, the, the armed forces certainly should be carrying guns. I, I agree. I agree. We don't approve, however, of there even being a Department of Homeland Security. Mm -hmm. there, there's no constitutional warrant for so much of what goes on in Washington, much less the idea of what is a, a standing army. The Homeland Security has over 100,000 armed agents of its own, and so does virtually every other department of the federal government. A, a, Department of Education SWAT team was deployed against a woman that was suspected of having swindled on her uh, education loans. The Department of Education's own SWAT team now, was you, deployed. Now, you see, uh, I, I, I never you know, even... Obviously, things have gone uh, way too far. See, I, I never even would have imagined that the Department of Education had a SWAT team. So does Social Security. <laughs> it's just... Everybody's got one, and I guess you're not a real, genuine, uh, full-fledged government worker if you don't work in a department where somebody can go and impose your will by uh, pointing a gun. It's, uh, I would say the Second Amendment has shown its relevance in a very couple of, a couple of very conspicuous cases. Once, right after the Second World War, 1946, in McMinn County, Tennessee, Returning vet veterans were just appalled to realize into what corrupt hands their uh, state, uh, well, their, their county and, and uh, city government had fallen. And so in Athens, Tennessee, uh, I think it was in August, actually, uh, there was a confrontation, and there was an election that had been held, and they, they were almost certain it was going to be stolen, as others had been earlier. So the militia, if you will, rode into town and pick up trucks and every other kind of vehicle they could muster and uh, surrounded the police department. There was a brief firefight, and the police finally surrendered and brought the ballot boxes, they left the ballot boxes in there so that they could be counted by some honest people, and sure enough, the reform slate won. And I would say something somewhat similar occurred at the Bundy Ranch in Nevada when the BLM deployed uh, 
of a 200-man SWAT team against a, a rancher who arguably was uh, behind or refusing to pay uh, grazing fees to the federal government. Right. Uh, he had his arguments, and you know we could discuss uh, the, wh- whether those are good ones or not. But the fact is, you put a lien on somebody's property. You don't send in a SWAT team, and what we found after the SWAT team was faced down by the militia uh, that just came from everywhere to uh, stand by uh, Clive and Bundy, they found pits that had been dug that the cattle were going to be thrown in after they'd been slaughtered. They had no real interest in collecting money from the guy. They wanted to wipe him out. Why? I think because they thought they could. They they don't like Americans telling the government, uh, you guys are beyond the limits of your authority. And that was essentially the argument that Bundy was making, that uh, the, the Western states got swindled when they came into the Union. They had been promised that they would come in on the same basis as the original 13. Uh, well, that means no vast holdings of federal land. But those lands were not turned over to the states. And so uh, there's been a simmering uh, discontent in the West. And I think the... The Bundy was able to get the... Hey, Larry, I hate to do this to you, but I've got to take my news news break. Please stand by. Larry Pratt's our guest. Gunowners.org. We'll be back on the other side of this news break. Whatever you do, don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit us at www. Are you feeling down, anxious, not yourself? Sometimes medication can help. Having to find a provider, wait for an appointment, then deal with a huge bill can make things worse. Do better with HERS. We'll connect you with a licensed psychiatry provider for an online evaluation. If medication's prescribed, HERS ships directly to your door. Affordable care, no insurance required. Get started with a free consultation at forhers.com. That's F-O-R-H-E-R-S.com. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $499 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Now it's time for a plant fact. Roses are one of the oldest ornamental plants in cultivation, with a history going back over 5,000 years. The philosopher Confucius wrote about them, and Roman emperors treated their guests to dining on carpets of rose petals, with thousands more raining down from above. Become a part of this epic history by planting a proven winner's rose. Just look for the white containers at your local garden center, or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com www.xzbn.net Larry Pratt's my special guest this hour. He is the executive director of Gun Owners of America. Their website is gunowners.org. Larry, I always thought that 
you know, studying American history up here in the far north, just north north of the 49th parallel, that the United States was formed by the people for the people. And if everything is going wrong, why did the people give up the power to make the changes? Well, in, in part, it would seem that the people uh, were quite happy with things and mm-hmm. quite prosperous and began to pay less attention to what the politicians were doing, but it has increasingly become impossible to ignore what the politicians are doing because increasingly they've been sticking their noses mm-hmm. into people's business. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, there's been a simmering discontent in the West uh, over the issue of ownership, federal ownership yep. of, of vast tracts of land. Their management of these uh, lands has been also very much resisted. Uh, they tell people, uh, for instance, that they can't go into a, a national forest and take out dead wood, which actually would reduce the likelihood of forest fires. Yeah. But we have such radical environmentalists in charge of uh, some of these departments like the Forest Service and whatnot that control these lands that they say, no, 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 that would not be natural. We've got to leave, leave everything be natural. And so we end up with forest fires that sometimes grow out of control and threaten villages mm-hmm. that, in the mountains because uh, the environmentalists think, evidently, they don't think people are actually going to be endangered by what they're doing. And so uh, it's the only thing that's important to them is hugging trees and things of that sort. And they end up putting people in jeopardy. So we've got sheriffs that uh, are standing up to the feds and saying, you're not going to uh, mess around with um, any of my folks that are going in to haul out uh, dead wood. Right. And then there's threatened with arrest themselves, and they'll say, well, uh, uh, then we'll arrest you. Uh, In Elkhart, Indiana, the Food and Drug Administration has gone after a raw milk farmer uh, because they just have this fetish about people producing, selling, and consuming raw milk. And finally, the guy had been inspected six ways from Sunday. He went in to see his sheriff, happily uh, one of our life members, Mm -hmm. Brad Rogers, and uh, told what was happening. The sheriff went out to uh, do some due diligence and inspected the farm and found that it was a good operation. Came back, emailed the head attorney at the FDA and told her that if you and your department uh, administration send any more boots out on this farmer's land, I'm arresting you. Well, he was also threatened with arrest, uh, and his response was game on. That was about two and a half years ago, and there's been no inspection. Uh, They've uh, obviously decided that that's not a place to start uh, the next American war for independence. (laughs) It sounds so funny to hear law enforcement threatening each other with arrest. Well, the interesting point, I believe, in these accounts Mm -hmm. is that the sheriff is elected by the people. Right. And he is the top cop in his county. So he actually can tell the feds back down. And so they they know that uh, there's uh, popular support in counties where the sheriffs speak that way. And they they know that they would not be facing just his department if um, things really got nasty. And so they've decided that maybe just because it wouldn't look real mm-hmm. good for the FDA to be hammering a sheriff's department in Indiana, that uh, they've 
I don't think they know what to do, and so they've done nothing, which is fine. That's exactly what we would like the federal government to do most days of the week. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I was just thinking about the topic we were discussing earlier this this hour, and that was the crisis that's happening on your southern border. Um, I, I, I believe the number that I was given a couple of weeks ago was 30 million illegal immigrants in the last 10 years have come into the United States. Why hasn't not only this administration, but the administration before done something about this? It's going to be taxing the the Social Security system. It's going to be taxing your Medicare system. It's It's going to, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, add to the crime rate? It has. Um, the, uh, a lot of people, and myself included, look at it as a bipartisan uh, situation. The uh, Democrats want voters, mm-hmm. and 85% of the illegals that have come into the country and been surveyed indicate that when they're voting, they're going to be voting Democrat, which means anti-gun. And um, the Republicans are interested in it because they're big business donors. Uh, if they, in fact, are in bed with big business, as many Republicans are, uh, those donors like the cheap labor. And so there's, for different reasons, a bipartisan agreement that's only recently been, been broken by the uprising of people who uh, were threatening established politicians, we're going to take you out politically. If you don't do something, we'll get somebody uh, more suited to replace you. And that's exactly what happened to the number two Republican in a very Republican district in uh, Virginia and an area uh, surrounding uh, the capital of Richmond. Uh, Voters threw out Eric Cantor, the the, uh, majority leader of the U.S. House, and put a college professor in his place. What is this? What what's the story behind the story about somebody the, the U.S. government taking President uh, Obama to court? Well, there, uh, John Boehner himself has filed mm-hmm. a lawsuit trying now, to get the court to to put the kibosh on what Obama is doing, but I don't think that's politically a very viable thing to do. The courts are almost certain to punt and to say, well, you've got constitutional means. If they were to say that, they'd be quite correct. Uh, Boehner has yet to lift a finger to cut off funding for the programs that would be on the docket were he to be uh, impeached, were there to be uh, that trial in the Senate. Good old Craig was able to work his magic, and uh, thanks very much uh, for sticking around for our callback, uh, Larry. Um, You're welcome. So what the, were, um, yeah, go ahead. What, what I think I was... Uh, uh, pointing to was the the way the sh- many sheriffs in our country have responded to federal overreach and have been exercising their authority as the top cop in their county. And there's only a couple of states where there, there aren't sheriffs. Uh, or uh, they've, uh, In Connecticut, they voted them away, and they don't have them in Alaska because yeah. it, 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 is, it doesn't have counties. But uh, otherwise, uh, uh, states, to one degree or another, tend to put a lot of authority in the office of sheriff. And so these sheriffs have been reflecting the views of their people and have been telling the feds, enough is enough. If you're, if you're here to right. exercise 
authority that's not in the Constitution. I'm here to block you. All right. I would just like to get the final comments from you on the uh, the case where where Mr. where John Boehner is is taking or is supposed to be taking President Obama to court, and the and and everybody's saying, well, listen, you know, that's what the Constitution is for. So why isn't something being done via the Constitution to stop President Obama from just well, you don't want to play my game. I'm just going to sign the law. That's exactly the position he's been taking, and it's stunning that the Republican-controlled House has just stayed on the bench and refused to go out on the field and contest what Obama is doing. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, they've got the constitutional power of the purse, Mm -hmm. and they can just tell the president, sorry, you're not getting any money to do this, that, or the other thing. It's a very simple piece of legislation to put up as an amendment on a bill that the president might feel that he really has to sign, and the amendment can say none of these funds may be used for, and then you just fill in the blank, whatever it is you're targeting. Larry, is it possible? Now, now this is this is strictly a hypothetical question. Is it possible that people in the powers to be really don't want to do anything to to cause social unrest? I don't think there would be social unrest. I believe there is fear, though. There's fear uh, in the leadership of the Republican Party that says, well, the, the media is against us, and they're going to make it look like our fault, and then that's going to hurt us politically. But I think Senator Cruz has shown that, no, that's not the case. Uh, when a politician acts like he has a backbone, as the senator from Texas has, uh, he actually is becoming almost on a is more more popular. Yeah. When we look at back in in the last couple of years, we 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 saw President Obama say, "I'm drawing the red line. Here's where I draw the line." And Syria crossed it, and nothing happened. Do you think that this was a an eye-opening experience for for President Putin? And do you think that? What happened with in Syria with President Obama can be seen in the actions that Russia is taking today? I certainly do. Uh, the only time that the president seems to be interested in really fighting mm-hmm. is against conservative Republicans. But when it comes to a thug like uh, Vladimir Putin, who had, I must confess, at least their thug is a man, yeah. and ours is a wimpy boy. And uh, but it's it's scary because uh, Putin I think realizes that Obama's not serious about stopping him in any which way, and he's got pretty much free reign to do what he wants, and he's taking the lead. Um, he's yeah. he's got the message, and he's acting accordingly. Well, of course, let, let's let's look at the two players here. You have President Obama, who is a lifelong politician, where you have Vladimir Putin, who is. CIA. I'm sorry, uh, KGB. And he was he's a warrior. He is. Uh, and that's um, he, I think you can see the difference of some some people have juxtaposed photos of Putin bare-chested on a horseback mm-hmm. and um, our president riding a little girl's bicycle uh, with a <laughs> ringing bell on it. Uh, you know, that's not a very flattering comparison. No. And I have to admit uh, at the human level, um, I think that's a, an accurate portrayal. Yeah. And I'm sorry that it is, because when our president uh, yields to a thug, good things are not going to happen. 
What is the what is the consensus of of Americans when it comes to the airstrikes that the U.S. are conducting now in Iran? Or Iraq. Or, I, I'm sorry, Iraq. I I don't get the sense yet that uh, people object because I believe a lot of Americans, even though many of us didn't want to be in Iraq, we can see that the the outfit that's marching through Syria and Iraq is probably not going to stop there. Uh, the uh, the ISIS yeah. uh, group is just stunningly brutal, and it looks like they will keep going until somebody stops them. It's kind of like uh, Adolf Hitler in the next century. You know, this, this was uh, on the newswires about a, an hour ago, Larry. To protect Iraq civilians, the U.S. has struck Islamic State positions. In response, the militants, including foreign fighters, some of them Westerners, are threatening the U.S. itself. As the Islamic State gains ground and enlarges its pool of foreign fighter recruits, it is increasingly likely to attack on American soil as well. And it's rather well enough funded, thanks to Saudi Arabia and Qatar, yeah. that they might well be able to launch something like that. It's very concerning that uh, our president doesn't have the determination to uh, make them glow in the dark now while he has a chance. Yeah, it seems like um, it's like that game we played when we were kids. You know, uh, uh, I'm going to turn around, and and the object is for the other guy to come closer. And you turn around, and you're, you know, if the guy is coming, he's out of the game. Well, you know what? I think uh, I think President, I think that these guys, where the ISIS, I think they're pretty good at this game. They've been at it a long time, and plus, like you were saying, they're very well funded. It's um, a very concerning thing that uh, people that have said that they're interested in conquest, yeah. uh, there, there is a very radical uh, view of Islam, and they think killing is just ducky. Yeah. And as I'm sure you know as well as I, they've posted pictures of what they've done to children, yep. men, women. Crucifying is lots of fun. Slitting throats is really cool. And th these guys are all about blood. And once again, it seems that there is an open-door policy of letting... Now, I'm not saying all people who are Muslims are bad. I'm not saying that at all. However, there seems to be an open-door policy that nobody's really watching the door from the, uh, you know, from the west coming east as well as the door from the south coming north. Like, what's going on here? Well, it would seem to me that the president, if there were a consistency that I've been able to see in him, it's that if you're an enemy of the United States and any notion it's an exceptional country, it has done some very remarkable things in its history. And if that's rejected out of hand by a guy who's mother was a lover of Fidel Castro. Mm -hmm. His grandparents were hard left themselves. He went to Columbia University where Flowered and Piven taught him applied Alinsky. Larry, you've got to hold that thought. I've got to take my final break. Larry Pratt's our guest, gunowners.org. We'll be back after this break, wrapping up this hour. Don't go away. Larry Pratt's our special guest of this hour, Exxon Nation. 
www.gunowners.org. And Larry is the executive director of Gun Owners of America. Quickly, Larry, the first question I should have asked you was, what is Gun Owners of America? We are a lobby organization headquartered in Washington, D.C., and our objective is to get laws off the books that never mm-hmm. should have been put on there to begin with under the Constitution. The, um, we also operate a political committee, and we support candidates such as Senator Cruz, who uh, received a great deal yeah. of support from us. Uh, when he was running against an establishment Republican, we like to get in races like that where the outcome could actually make quite a difference in what's happening in Washington. And I think you'd have to admit that whatever you think about Senator Cruz, he's had an impact in Washington. Certainly has. What is the final message you'd like to leave with the members of the Exxon Nation, Larry? Well, I'm sure that you're probably broadcasting to people listening here in the United States, Mm -hmm. and especially to them, I'd like to encourage them to get on our email list. It's free. You you gave out the uh, URL, gunowners.org. And if you sign up for those, uh, they'll come on about a weekly basis. They'll inform you what's happening in the Congress, and they'll embed in that alert uh, an email that you can send off to the appropriate member of Congress. And even if you didn't know who your member of Congress uh, might be, uh, the system knows from your address and zip code, and you will be able to send it to the right member of Congress. Wow, sounds great. One final question for you, Larry. What needs to be done at the border between the U.S. and Mexico, in your opinion? I think the president needs to make a statement that uh, enough is enough and people are going to be detained and sent back. Uh, Governor Perry has, uh, I think, stepped up to the plate in a fairly effective fashion by putting thousands of his state police as Texas Rangers on the border. I think there needs to be more of that, and I think uh, uh, hopefully there's going to be volunteer militia that would be trained and work in uh, tandem and under the authority of the border county sheriffs so that they can reinforce uh, sometimes the very limited resources of these sparsely populated counties that some of them are uh, sparsely populated on the border. They need help, and I think help hopefully is on the way. Why can't the U.S. Army just go down there, or the U.S. Marines, and, and, and supplement the Border Patrol? Well, it's a tricky issue in America because we've had a posse comitatus law for a long time saying that the federal government uh, should not employ troops for police work. Now, I think you've taken us right up to the edge, if you will, and you possibly could justify putting the military on the border because this is an invasion and the guns would not be pointing toward Texas, they would be pointing toward Mexico and I'm not, uh, I don't think anybody's talking about shooting the illegals, but we are talking about apprehending them and sending them back and making a big public display of it so that that's the message that they're getting, which they're not getting right now. Larry Pratt, thank you so much for joining us, a great pleasure talking to you and I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the X-Zone. I would certainly look forward to that myself. Thanks so much. It's my great pleasure, sir. Exxon Nation, Larry Pratt has been my guest for this hour. He is the executive director of Gun Owners of America, www.gunowners.org.
gunowners.org. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, if you'd like to send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. Our main website is www.exxonradiotv.com. And the Exxon store is open at www.thexzonestore.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news. Don't go away. Are you feeling down, anxious, not yourself? Sometimes medication can help. Having to find a provider, wait for an appointment, then deal with a huge bill can make things worse. Do better with HERS. We'll connect you with a licensed psychiatry provider for an online evaluation. If medication's prescribed, HERS ships directly to your door. Affordable care, no insurance required. Get started with a free consultation at forhers.com. That's F-O-R-H-E-R-S.com. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.